Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Unfortunately, again this week, I have my finger over the pause button. Um, I am better. I think I sound better than last week, don't I? Um, but I'm not all the way better. So I have gone to the doctor. I am on medicine and I do feel the difference. Like I'm actually able to sleep at night, which is, um, kind of exciting after coughing for days and days and days, but I'm really still struggling with my voice. So I, again, um, I'm not going to do a long podcast, but I did want to talk about some things. And I also want to let you know that I do have my, um, my, um, pre-order form up so that you can go ahead and pre-order my new book, how to manage your home without losing your mind, which will come out on November 8th. That is a month and two days away. It's four weeks from next Tuesday. I'm pretty much officially in freak out mode right now. Um, but that book will be out and I would love for you to pre-order it so that you will have it on November 8th. Hopefully I can't guarantee that, but I know, um, when I personally pre-ordered it, they said that with my normal two, two day shipping that I get on that site, um, it was going to arrive on the day on November 8th. So yes, I pre-ordered my own book anyway. So this podcast is officially brought to you by that book. And I do want to read you a bit of um, one of the reviews that has come in from one of my early readers. And um, here we go. As a card carrying artsy fartsy slob, (laughs) I not only enjoyed this book, I needed this book. When I was asked to read a book about cleaning and decluttering, I was a bit hesitant. I felt like a failure already. Did I really need to read yet another book full of tips and tricks that would leave me feeling worse? From the first page, I was put at ease. It's okay to just do the dishes? Really? I didn't have the usual feeling that I just needed to firebomb my house and start over. This book gave me hope. I can do this. Um, Okay, and that is from Angie or Angela S. Sorry. Um, one of my early readers, um, I've been having other, um, reviews come in from the people who have advanced copies. And, um, that's generally what people are saying is, um, it's doable. It's not overwhelming. does not make you feel, um, less than because believe me, y'all, you know me, unless this is your first time to listen to one of my podcasts, in which case go back and start at number one. But unless you've never listened to me before, you already know all this stuff. I mean, that is my style and my passion is it's okay to not naturally get this stuff. Like, and so for somebody to say that they didn't want to read it because they just assumed they would be overwhelmed again. And then the opposite happened is like, to me, the best compliment ever, because that's, that's my goal is that you are able to just do what you need to do without feeling embarrassed or shamed or anything, but give you real actual practical steps to get you going. So, um, anyway, I'm sort of bragging, but I'm also just also really pushing these pre-orders because with your pre-order, you will receive an ebook that I have worked on. And then I'm working on 
probably way harder than I even should because I'm really excited about it. Anyway, it's 14 days to opening your front door to guests. With the holidays coming up soon, um, this is going to be something that's great. It's written in the same style as 28 Days to Hope for Your Home. If you have read that in the past, then you know that style is just very practical, give you what you need to do, but also help talk you through kind of those freak out moments. So um, that will be sent out to the people who have pre-ordered and filled out the pre-order form on my site. I'm going to put that in the show notes for this podcast, a link to that form, um, because I actually don't have any kind of access to the information at the retailers where, where you pre-order, but, um, you can then give me your order number and tell me what retailer you were at so that I can confirm that. And then you will get, um, the, uh, the bonuses, which there are actually some additional bonuses too, that are coming that I will announce soon. And you will get all of those if you have pre-ordered. So that goes ahead and gets you on the list, lets you go ahead and pre-order it. Now you don't have anything to wait for and you'll get those as soon as they're available. So that's very exciting to me, um, to be able to offer that to you. I'm not sure why I'm suddenly coughing when I haven't been coughing that much. I guess it's the talking. Anyway, I keep pausing it hopefully. Um, but just wanted to let you know about that so that hopefully you will go and pre-order the book. Okay. Um, so I'm talking today about idealism and perfectionism. Um, this is a common thing that, uh, people like to talk about. I know that, um, fly lady who is awesome and wonderful. Um, it just didn't work for me, but, uh, a lot of people absolutely love her and I think that's great. Um, She helps a lot of people. Uh, Anyway, one of her things that I've heard her say so many times, and I've heard it other places, but the first place I heard it was progress over perfection. And I think that that is an excellent way to look at things. Um, She talks a lot about perfectionism and how that is so often a root cause of a lot of these um, messiness issues and cleaning issues. And yes, I think she's right. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, the basic, my understanding, you have to go read her to get the more understanding, but my understanding is it's this idea that, um, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm just not going to do it at all. And so putting things off until you can do it perfectly, but, um, then you, that means it just gets worse and worse because you never actually did it. Um, I think that's great, but I'll just be honest with you. For me, I avoid that word perfectionism because for some strange reason, like to me, for me to say I'm a perfectionist is a pride thing for me. Like for some reason when I say, and this is just me, if that is the way to frame it for you that works, stay with that. That's awesome. I'm just, I always talk from my own experience, but you know, for me personally, for some reason, if I say, Oh, I'm such a perfectionist, I'm generally bragging. I mean, that that's me. I'm, I'm bragging. And so when I think of myself as, oh, well, my house is so messy because I'm a perfectionist. For one thing, I'm bragging about being perfectionist. That's me personally. But also, it, like it doesn't fully carry out in my brain because I'm like, I'm not really a perfectionist if I'm not actually making something perfect. Okay. Now, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to um, plays that I direct on stage, you can pretty much ask, um, anybody who's worked under me as director. Um, I've had to let go of a lot of that. Um, as I work with, you know, 
younger kids or volunteers or church people or what, you know, sometimes I do have to let go of some of that, but overall I am a perfectionist. Like I will just work and work and work and work and work until it's perfect. I will, you know, I'm not going to let something go. (laughs) There's this, um, there was this time where we were doing something in church and I think it was Mary and Joseph or something we're supposed to be coming and something just looked so wrong. And I had a new volunteer who didn't know me and they were like, Dana, it's not that big of a deal for, I don't know what it was for Mary's hair to be wrong or something. And like all these people in the room, like all, like got this, such a scared look on their face and all went, and they're like, um, you, you don't know Dana in these situations, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, I am not going to settle for less than Mary's hair looking proper. You know, it's just, that's just me. That's how I am on these things. That's where I'm a perfectionist because I expect a certain level and I am going to do whatever it takes to achieve that level. Nothing is going to stop me. I wish I was that way in my house, but I'm so not. So it's hard for me to call myself a perfectionist. It just doesn't quite compute to me because I do have areas in my life where I am a perfectionist. Have I told you all that story about my wedding rehearsal? And my husband, I think I have. Anyway, and my husband, (laughs) my husband, my sweet husband, you know, we, um, so I had my college friends, they all knew I was theater, well, my, you know, a theater person, and they all knew me in that role of director and everything. But my husband and I, you know, we did not go to college together. So he'd never seen me in that role until my wedding rehearsal. And at my wedding rehearsal, you know, some people hire someone to direct their wedding rehearsal. Um, I would never do that because I want to do it myself because I have an exact way that I want to do it anyway. And my husband was just like a little bit frightened and scared because he'd never seen me in director mode before. And my college friends were all like, Oh, Dan, it's so good to see you in director mode. You know, he was a little like petrified. Um, he still makes fun of my instructions to the flower girls. (laughs) Because, you know, they had these baskets full of rose petals and there were two of them. And they were going down the aisle and I just have this pet peeve about lousy flower girls. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, but these girls were a little older. They were probably seven, I think seven or eight. So they were fully capable of being good flower girls. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so my expectations were not unreasonable, but I had like, I mean, I was teaching them. I mean, I was just like, I said, I made them practice multiple times. I was like, I want you to pick up the flowers and I want you to spread them with your arm out and wide like this so that they go in a big thing. I don't want clumps of flowers down the aisle. Like that was not what I wanted. I did not want a few little trickled clumps of flowers down the aisle. I wanted them spread evenly. And I was like, and you better use all of your flowers. I said, Every single petal needs to be on the ground by the time you get to that end of that aisle. And so at least one of them, if not both of them, they, people told me later when they got to the end of the aisle and they saw they still had some in there, they just turned over their baskets and like dumped them all on the floor because they were scared of what I would do, I guess. I don't know, but that's, that's my idea of perfectionism. Um, I have some more stories from that same day. Anyway, I won't go into all those, but okay. I'm not that way in my house. I mean, sure. I like a pretty house. I like my house when it's clean, but I am not. I mean, like, yeah, 
what I'm looking at right here, right now, as I do this podcast, (laughs) that's not perfectionism. Sorry. Um, that's slob vision anyway, but the, um, so, so if that's your problem and that helps you break through, then great. And I think that's where the key is. If thinking of yourself as a perfectionist, if acknowledging that that is your issue and that the fear of not doing it perfect is keeping you from doing it at all, if that makes you actually take action, then that's how you need to think of it. Whatever makes you take action. For me, this is how I frame what I consider to be a similar thing. I am an idealist. Like I love to find out the very best way to do something. Like, I mean, y'all, I had a file before I got, before I had kids. When I was, you know, this was at the time when I was teaching full time and um, was, you know, a theater teacher. So I also had after school rehearsals and everything. Um, Anyway, I remember like having a file on my computer of all the projects I was going to do one day when I was a stay-at-home mom because that's when I was going to have all the time in the world because I mean, what else was I going to have to do, right? But it was like, you know, I I loved, I, I just loved that kind of stuff, you know, and I would just dream about this great, cool way to do this and all the details that would be involved. And, you know, I mean, it just all sounded so fun, but my issue is, the very best way to do something, not necessarily that I want to do it perfect, but there's two things that can happen. Either I think of the very best way to do something, but I don't have time to do it that way right now. So I just don't do it at all. Or I question whether or not the only way I know to do something is the best way. And I think, well, I should really go do more research to find out the very best way before I actually do this. Whatever the situation there, the issue is that I'm not actually doing it because I am worried about the ideal, the best way to do it or finding out the best way to do it. And here's what happens for me. Okay. Green cleaning is one of the areas where this rears its ugly head. I think for people, um, in my personality type home type situation, slobs. Okay. Um, I'm just, this is something that I've heard so many times and I've written about it before and I've done podcasts on it before, but this idea, and I I think because the, the world does give you so much information now. I mean, it's really crazy when you think that we used to not be able to Google every thought that came into our head, like every question, everything. Do you remember, do you remember those first commercials for, I guess they were for phones that you could Google something on or search something on. And it was that, it was that poor, that shook up ramen. Do you remember that? And they're singing this (laughs) is these people in their, um, in their car and that Bon Jovi song comes on pour some sugar on me. And the guy starts singing, pour some sugar ramen. And the girl's like, um, what did you just sing? And he's like, pour some shook up ramen. And she's like, what? Did you just sing anyway? And then they use their phone to search and find the actual um, thing. I can't believe I just sang with no voice on my podcast. There you go. Uh, A Bon Jovi song. It is Bon Jovi, right? Not Def Leppard, whatever. Anyway, so um, all of a sudden I'm questioning everything in my life. Um, Anyway, 
that like that accessibility of information can be paralyzing because there is so much information. I mean, we're not talking about finding out the real lyrics to pour some sugar on me. We're talking about what is the very best way to clean your toilet. Well, there's going to be, you know, contradicting information out there. There's going to be 40 different ways. There's going to be people who say vinegar and only vinegar. And then there's going to be people who say, well, you know, vinegar doesn't technically disinfect. I'm not saying whether or not it does. I don't really care. I don't really know. Anyway, but I've seen random things on that before, you know, but there's going to be people who, oh, well, that doesn't actually kill the E-coli, whatever. Um, So you go, well, I don't know. Should I use vinegar? Should I not use vinegar? Meanwhile, the toilet is getting grosser. And so this whole idea of not wanting, you know, wanting to figure out the best way to do something means that while I'm figuring it out, I'm not doing it. While I'm not doing it, it's getting worse. The toilet is getting grosser. And then when I finally go, you know what? Okay, I I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give vinegar a try. Well, by now the toilet is so gross that vinegar is not gonna be able to do it, and you have no choice but to either like I don't know what those pumice stones I've seen people like actually stick your hand in the nasty toilet and scrape off the nastiness, or use the most disgusting you know the the stuff that's super scary. Which I'll be honest, I love that super scary toilet cleaner. I just do because it works so great. Anyway, but. Or use the stuff that literally ate a hole in my carpet when I spilled it one time. You know, I mean, we're talking like super scary stuff. So you have no choice. You And then you go, uh, wait, what? Vinegar doesn't work because, okay. And so then you put it off even longer. And it's just this endless cycle. So it's breaking. It's realizing, okay, ideal there's nothing wrong with researching. There's nothing wrong with idealist being an idealist unless it keeps me from taking action because that's the cycle that happens to me. I search for the ideal while I'm not actually doing anything. The thing I was searching to figure out how to deal with is getting worse so that once I find the ideal best way, it doesn't do that. Well, here's the reality. The actual realistic ideal is that I use a milder cleaner much more often. And then I never do need to get to the point to use the scarier stuff. But I have soft vision. I have time passage awareness disorder. If you've never listened to my podcast before, go back. I have stuff on all of that. Anyway, but I have those things, those issues that keep me from noticing that. So those things do happen to be more often. So, you know, putting those things in place, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Do y'all get the point? Okay. Um, I feel like my voice got a little bit better. I don't know. Anyway, um, I am going to stop there though, because I really keep telling myself I need to, here I go coughing. Hold on. I really do tell myself I've got to quit talking. It's not working very well for me. I've got to rest. Anyway, my big fear right now is that my audiobook. um, they're going to need edits for it. And I'm going to be like, um, yeah, I don't have the same voice that I had when I did the audiobook. Thankfully, I did finish doing the entire audiobook actually one day before this started, which is a little bit crazy. But anyway, um, so I'm trying to get better. I'm taking my medicine. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But um, thanks for joining me. And again, 
This podcast is brought to you by How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind by Dana K. White, available wherever books are sold on November 8th, 2016. Go get your copy now because y'all, it's funny and it's super practical and um, I wrote it. So you buying it helps support this podcast. So anyway, um, thank you so much for joining me today and I will talk to you guys next week and hopefully I will sound like a normal human again. All right. Bye.